Welcome to the Fleet Podcast. Welcome to the second Fleet Podcast. Um, if this is the first time you've joined us on this podcast, here's what it's about. Basically, Fleet and Church Crookham and all the surrounding villages in a small package of interviews. Each month, we'll be talking to hopefully local community projects that want to be able to involve you in what they're doing. Really easy to get involved. If you've got something to talk about, fleetpodcast.co.uk. I'm also really keen to speak to local bands. If you are a performer, if you produce music we would love to feature some of that on the podcast so that people locally can hear about great acts that are emerging on the british music scene so please do get in touch also i'd like to draw your attention to one other thing we are really excited to confirm that we are going to be doing a special extra podcast where we're going to interview all the parliamentary candidates for north east hampshire obviously covering fleet we already have the conservatives and liberal democrats signed up and i'm hoping once the nominations have closed on the 12th of may we'll be receiving a handful more please keep an eye on the website and social media for details and of course please share this podcast amongst others also please do listen to the first one because actually there are some things going on in may that we covered in last month's podcast namely the one U festival but first You're listening to the Fleet Podcast. Local news and information for Fleet, Church, Crookham and surrounding areas. So coming up on this month's podcast then, on paper doesn't sound like the most interesting lineup. We're going to talk about sheds, we're going to talk about a Facebook group and we're going to talk about coding for children on computers. So whilst it might not sound particularly riveting, uh, doing this bit after I've done the interviews, I have to say I was pleasantly surprised. But don't forget, next month, you choose what we talk about. If you've got a story, if you're involved in a community project and you want to talk to the people of Fleet about it, then please send us a message through the website, fleetpodcast.co.uk. You're listening to the Fleet Podcast. Church Cookham and Fleet Men's Shed is a brand new organisation for the Fleet community, which meets every Monday and Wednesday in Hitches Lane Fleet. If you're interested in doing something to help the community, or perhaps you've got a relative that might be looking for something to do, this could be the interview for you. I spoke to Alan Walker, one of the founding committee members of the Men's Shed, to tell us more. The Men's Shed is really a larger version of a, a typical man's shed in his garden. Um, it's a place where people can go, they can feel at home, they can pursue practical interests, um, and it offers a group of such men and women yeah. um, the opportunity to share with tools, share resources, work on projects of their own choosing, so they can, they can work on their own projects, or they can work on projects for the community. Right. Um, requests that might come into the to the shed, and it's somewhere where they can share skills and learn. Um, you know, we all think that we possibly know everything, but we don't. Um, and you might want to get involved in making something, but for example, not know how to weld. Yeah. Um, but there could be somebody there that can weld, and you can learn. You can be taught. You also talk about community projects and things. Yes, yeah, we've, um, with the discussions that we've had with Heart and Heart Voluntary Action and Church Cook and Parish Council, uh, they've come up with a, a number of things that they would like done that they thought that, you know, we might be able to help. 
um, in in the shed. So we've got we've had a request to uh, make a mud kitchen for uh, one of the preschools in Fleet. Um, mud kitchen, for those that don't know, is somewhere for the little kids to go and make mud pies out in the playground. Okay. Um, we've had uh, requests for a little bin storage area up at the new skate park from that's come from the parish council. Um, and we've had a request to help uh, uh, a lady that's become um, less mobile and to raise some flower beds okay. in, in, a, in a garden. Wow. So um, uh, it, it's those sort, of, those sort of things where, you know, a, a group of the, the members of the shed will, will hopefully get together and go out and, and, and do that for her. Okay, I can really see the appeal of this club for people that perhaps have retired that are looking for something to do, and is that actually that this this club sits far outside of just being um, something good for the community? It can actually be good for people to do something rather than, I guess, sit at home if they've got nothing to do. That's the, yeah. That, I mean, that's the the main purpose. It, it gets it gets people out, gives them something to do, um, so they're not sitting around um, in, stewing. Uh, the, the whole concept started in Australia about 11 years ago now. Um, and I read somewhere that they reckon that they save a life per week by giving people the opportunity to go out and socialise, maybe get involved in something you don't, don't have to. Um, I've, I've heard of one shed that has a, an 83-year-old gentleman that isn't interested in woodworking or, or metalworking, but he likes to bake cakes. <laughs> and he uh, he bakes cakes one day a week and goes down to the shed and uh, makes the tea and the coffee, dishes out a bit of his cake and has a chat. Nice. Um, and that gets him out, gives him something to do. You know, he gets up on a Monday morning or a Wednesday morning, whatever day he goes and does his shopping. Yeah. Um, and, he, and he's got a purpose. So, so if there are people listening that perhaps have got relatives that you think that might like to get involved, I'm guessing it's worth them them finding out more about you to them. Oh, yes, yeah. I mean, we I think it's three um, people that have have asked about uh, membership for their parents. Um, in fact, we had we had one from a from a daughter last week um, saying that uh, you know she thought it would be useful for her father to give him a, a bit of a respite from from caring okay um somewhere to go and just switch off from the the normal day-to-day stuff that he has to deal with and you know that's really um, good being able to talk about something else yeah yeah you talk about the shed have you got a shed as such as yet we're, we're hoping to get our own uh, our own building um, say so we're starting off in at Cowthorne Park School, um, but you know they've very kindly allowed us to to use one of their DT rooms. Um, but the ultimate plan would be that we would have our own building. Um, Church Crook and Parish Council have agreed in principle to some land for that to sit on. Um, but what we've got to do is raise the money um, or get some sponsorship to actually construct that and what we're looking at at the moment is uh, constructing a shed that is 
about 15 metres long and 6 metres wide. That That's an impressive size shed, Alan, I have to say. And it's a really good cause is what you're doing. I think it's going to be great for the community and any fundraising that the public can do to support you. Um, I would definitely recommend that they have a look at your website. What I'll do is I will stick your website on fleetpodcast.co.uk. You're listening to the Fleet Podcast. Tracy Shrimpton runs a Facebook group called Fleet Parents. I caught up with her last week to understand how the group works and how the community of Fleet can get involved. Fleet Parents is a Facebook group. It's got 10,500 members and it's a great local resource really people use it to find out local information to find out what's going on to ask for recommendations or advice um you know it's called fleet parents but actually yeah over time it's evolved as a group and anyone who is over 18 or lives or works in fleet or very close by very welcome to join the group something we don't allow on the on the group is selling because there are an awful lot of selling sites on facebook anyway um, and something we do allow, though, is businesses are able to post about their services or their products on the 1st or the 15th of the month. Cool. So on a typical day, what do people share on the group currently? You know, what does a typical day look like of, of, of stories that are posted up there? Um, I, it's, a, it's a mix, really. I think it's people sort of sharing information. So there might be road closures or you know, heavy traffic, which people might share, which people find useful or train delays. Um, it could be people asking for recommendations. So they might be looking for um, a builder or an oven cleaner or something like that. Um, my role is um, an admin on the group. I mean, we've got an admin team, you know, team of four, and you know, the guys who do it are absolutely great. They're doing it all for free, you know, giving up their time to, to moderate the group um, and our role really is to just ensure that the rules people are within the spirit and the guidelines that we, we set for the group. Yeah. So, so with with fake news in in the media right now um, I'm assuming that the task of your administrators must be quite vast and large. Yeah I mean I think that's a really interesting one actually because you know things like fake news are, are very much a hot topic at the moment and also the fact that social media doesn't have the regulation that the press does or the broadcast media does. Um, you know, and particularly in a size of a group of fleet parents, you know, we do have rules, we do have guidelines, and really what we're trying to do is make sure that people keep within those guidelines but also within the spirit of them. And I think the main thing, one, really, is just to make to treat each other with respect. I think you, when you're typing, when you're putting something up in a group, say it as if you were having a face-to-face conversation with somebody. If I run a small business, effectively, I can I can be on the, this Facebook group and, and promote myself twice a month as a consumer. Essentially, I can interact and post um, things and questions up the group for, 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 for discussion. Yeah, absolutely you can. Yeah, I mean, in terms of we only allow individuals to um, join the group. So if somebody has a um, Facebook profile that is set up as a business, we won't allow them to join the group. But obviously the business owner in their own personal capacity can join the group and post about their business. And how do I go about joining the group as we speak, if I'm not a um, member? I mean, if you're on Facebook, if you just do in the search bar where it says search Facebook and type in Fleet Parents, it should come up and then you can just put in a request to join. Tracy, your, your name comes up quite a lot. What else are you involved in in Fleet? Um, yeah, sort of involved in lots of other projects. So something I've been involved in um, at the moment is I'm helping to organise the Fleet Business Show. That takes place on the 24th of May in Harlington. That's a free event for businesses to come along. There are loads of education seminars, whether they want to learn about HR or marketing or finance. Uh, that's a really sort of good thing for businesses to come along to. It's a drop-in session between 10 and 4. Um, I'm also involved in lots of sort of community projects as well. Um, I, I'm on the Fleet and District Festival Committee. They organise the Fleet Christmas Festival, also organise the Fleet Food Festival, which is taking place on the views, and um, also recently been involved in Paint Fleet Blue Week. That was a week of where 
businesses and Seat Lions came together, a week of charity fundraising to help the Seat Lions and enable them to do their prostate cancer screening. Um, and that raised over £11,000. Some really good initiatives there, Tracy. Thank you very much for that. So on fleetpodcast.co.uk, I'll post up the links for the Fleet Parents Group as well as links to how you can find out more about the Fleet Business Show. Thanks, Tracy. Get involved. Send your news and stories via fleetpodcast.co.uk. Finally this month, I caught up with David Greenwood. David set up the Summer of Code, an organisation all about supporting children in understanding how to develop apps and, of course, create online technology. If you've got kids that would love to learn more and are free over the summer holidays, this could be a real interesting interview to listen to. Of course, David, being in technology, we caught up on Skype. Summer of Code is a summer school that's designed to teach children aged 9 to 11 the basics of computer programming. So we do this through a variety of lessons which teach kids how to develop games, how to build websites, and generally understand the inner workings of a computer. The program is going to run across the summer holiday. The first course is going to start on the 31st of July. And each course will run for three days at a time. Where's the idea come from then in terms of obviously the summer of code is all about the coding, but have you been inspired by that project from, from something previously? Yes, indeed. So many of your listeners may have heard of a project or an initiative called Code Club. Now what Code Club do, um, it's a nationwide organization now that run after school clubs led by volunteers to essentially teach the same curriculum and syllabus that we're going to be covering over three days. And that's been a real success. Um, I think the number now is up to 500 schools across the UK now running after school co-clubs. And we're hoping to replicate that success with a summer school model. Um, so we are going to, as I say, be using a very similar curriculum um, and we're going to be using very similar lesson plans condensed down into three days i guess as a as a nine to eleven year old um is there much interest in coding that's a great question i think a lot of people um and i'm sure you've probably asked yourself many times how the app on your phone works or have had an idea and thought i could do that or i could do better than that and a lot of kids have that natural attitude and natural sort of inquisitiveness and that is none more so in the technology age. I have watched uh, sort of code clubs and my own family play around with apps and start dreaming up their own ideas um, <laughs> and wondering how they can take it to the next stage. And this is really where code club fits in. Um, so we, we're taking that inquisitiveness that nine to 11 year olds naturally have and we're showing them how they can actually use it for good and hopefully build the next million dollar app. <laughs> and do you, do you get a share of that? Well, we're still to work things out. <laughs> Contracts yeah. are in the post. So after the three days, if I was a nine to 11 year old, what would I expect to be able to come away with in those three days? Over the course of the three days, we really go over the fundamentals of computer programming. So looking at it on a day by day basis, the first day is really teaching the children how computers work. So how an input relates to an output, for example. Once that core fundamental knowledge is in place, 
we run and will go through projects which cover a wide range of different topics. So we will have, on one hand, children developing games. Um, so one of the projects is actually to develop a game very similar to Flappy Birds, if you remember the game, I think, I that took, took the world by storm two or three years ago, through to building um, their own website where they can put up their own content and understand how both the visual and back-end aspect of a website actually works okay. and the, the children will be free to really explore from there so taking that fundamental knowledge they'll then be able to decide what interests them the most and what they want to work on so what sort of experience would you hope the children to have at the point they join the course is there kind of a minimum standard no there's no minimum standard um so we recognize and in fact one of the reasons code club was um sort of uh sort of launched was uh, because there was a gap in IT and computer programming teaching within schools. Um, so we recognize that some children will have some level of experience with IT and maybe be quite technical, but there may be the large majority um, that don't and have maybe only used a computer to browse the web or play games. And from our point of view, everyone is welcome. We will start from the bottom as I say, working with the fundamentals. That's good. And within three days, we'll be getting the children building apps regardless of what they started with. How is how is the classes being funded? Because obviously it's free for, free for the children to join, but how is it being funded? The code clubs themselves in the summer of code, it's all volunteer and charity driven. Um, so it's a not-for-profit organization um, running this, and we rely heavily um, on donations from local businesses and local organizations. We're quite lucky in the tech industry um, that there's a lot of companies um, making a lot of money at the moment who are willing to support us. Um, but we're also looking for um, local organizations um, who are interested in um, perhaps getting behind the idea and getting behind the initiative to lend their support in whatever way possible, whether that's to help identify potential volunteers or helping us feed the kids um, healthy snacks at the um, clubs themselves. How can um, one of our listeners find out more about signing their children up for the event? We have a website, summerofcode.co.uk, which has lots of information about why we're running the clubs um, and what the clubs will involve. The site also gives a flavour of some of the projects, as well as a link to register children um, for a particular class or a particular week of classes. Thanks, David. I'll make sure that people get to see the website through ours on fleetpodcast.co.uk. You're listening to The Fleet Podcast. Local news and information for Fleet, Church, Crookham and surrounding areas. And that's it for the May Fleet Podcast. If you want to get involved in next month, please send us a message through the website fleetpodcast.co.uk. Of course, listen out. In the next couple of weeks, we'll be publishing interviews with parliamentary candidates for the June general election. I've been Anthony and this has been The Fleet Podcast. Thanks for listening to The Fleet Podcast.